Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. What is going on, Billy Sports fan? It's your favorite history teacher, Miss Parker Ainter, here with another midterm edition of FN Sports. And if you've been paying attention to the midterms, you may notice Chris and I need some help. So Chris is not fired. Chris is not available tonight. And so we decided to bring in some help again. You could probably be fading Painsworth at this point, but we brought in Ryan. Ryan, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> doing well, Parker, and uh, maybe I'll take that take that advice, or I'll just keep the losing streak going. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, this might be the bad luck charm. You said you had a pretty good wild card weekend as far as looking at the, at the games go, so we decided that, that we need your expertise now. Uh, yeah, that's what, one way one way to put what, it. What did you think about watching Wild Card Weekend? I aside from losing these, you know for entertainment purposes only bets. I, I really, I, I, I thought it was kind of a weekend of bad football. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I mean the, the chief Steelers game, I didn't watch till the end, the Rams Cardinals game. I didn't watch till the end. I only watched the bills Patriots game to the end because my girlfriend is a rabid bills fan needed to uh, watch the entire destruction. So yeah, it, I didn't watch the Buccaneers Eagles game to the end. So yeah, it's, it was a, not a good, enjoyable, entertaining week of football. That's for sure. So she's a Bills fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're off of the narcotic of fandoms? I, I, like... <laughs> I, I am off of the team narcotic of fandom. Shouts to Bomani Jones. But with that said, because she's a rabid Bills fan, I've watched all 18 games of the Bills this year. So uh, if I do know some teams, I do, I do know a little something, <laughs> something about the Bills. <laughs> Interestingly enough, uh, well, I guess before we dive into the Bills, last weekend I took the Cowboys and the points and the whole nine. And clearly I underestimated how much Mike McCarthy can screw stuff up as you, as a, you know, former football coach, very analytical about football interesting spin on the game. What did you think about that football, about the end, the middle, the, all um, of the sunlight, the, whatever. <laughs> the, the, the sunlight. I mean, when I, I looked at my dad right away and I was like, he couldn't see the ball. Like, and which is like, you could, you could just tell it was like, he, he could not see the ball and it just like so unfortunate. Cause at that point they like started, in, it was, I think it was the third quarter at that point and they needed to start making, making some plays after being down. Um, I actually picked the Niners and I just thought it was a bad matchup for the Cowboys in, in that game. I just thought, you know, the Niners offense and defensive lines had been rolling. I thought the strengths of the Cowboys were weren't really going up against the weaknesses as well as they needed to against against the Niners. So so I was actually not surprised. I actually picked the Niners to win straight up as well. 
So um, I felt I felt good about that. I guess my old Niner fandom was coming through. Um, <laughs> but then, like the the end of the game, I saw. I know where the, I can see where the thought process was. I don't know how they they coached it up. Like it, it very well could have been a Dak issue. You know, it's like the key was if they give the ball to the ref, they probably get the the spike in. Now, is it kind of risky to run that play? Yeah, definitely. The what was the other the other dumb thing that they did was the punt that uh, the fake punt worked, and then I, you could you could try and give me all the rationale in the world of why you keep the punt team on the field, and it will never make any sense to me. Like, I, and you're you're way better at the numbers side of football than I am. It looked like to me in the limited football coaching I've done uh, at a little bit lower level than yourself. The it was a stare down of cojones between McCarthy and uh shanahan and it was just like shanahan said my defense is out there <laughs> like, yeah, like, like and and i frankly as much flack as the cowboys and dak and all of them got into the last 14 seconds i think that was the bigger more egregious problem they got the ball with three minutes left and were down a score that they got the ball with 30 seconds left down a score still is kind of the miracle that they screwed that up as like whatever they should have scored earlier they should have mm-hmm. scored earlier and they should have if there's any such thing as momentum they scrapped all the momentum of a fake punt within 40 seconds yeah i mean i think i think the biggest story of that game for the cowboys was the was the uh penalties 14 penalties it, it started on the very first play of the game granted it was a questionable uh neutral zone infraction by randy gregory but it it just set the stage for the game that it's playoff football. You're playing a, a team that is more or less even with you. I mean, the spread was three. So Vegas is saying that we think they're even teams on a neutral field. Dallas gets the three points at home. And your attention to detail was poor. You know, they just, their attention to detail was bad all game. I think the, this debacle of first down play with your punt team is, is indicative of that. I mean, I, I still can't. And like you said, the Niners were in punt safe. Like, okay, cool. You got the corner to bail on the punt, but why are you going to, why are you going to line up with the same guy? Like, unless they did a hurry up and just went, okay, maybe I could see it. But again, you have a very good offense. Why would you not have them on the field? It's, it's like worse than like running wildcat when you have a really good quarterback and you put in a running back and it's like, okay, we're going to just do this for this. So yeah, I, I would say like just the attention to detail top to bottom by the Dallas roster from coaching staff all the way down poor. And yeah, you deserve, you, you generally deserve to lose a game when, when you make that many mistakes. Well, and while I'm a Dallas fan, again, listeners of the show know that I was born in Houston. There was no Texans. So we're Cowboys people, whatever. Right. This, I knew the McCarthy thing was not going to like take them to the Super Bowl. I wasn't riding that high on them. I just kind of thought they could beat the Niners at home, right? If they they marched out this upcoming weekend, got slaughtered or had some big embarrassing buffoonery at the end of a game, where I kind of could have seen that. I just I thought they were talented enough. Again, just on talent alone to put up some points on the Niners and the Niners for all of their strengths are not a high scoring 40 points a game kind of team. And I thought that was me. And it, it just did not go it, that it way. Did not go. I mean, even like that, what they had really the drive to even get them within one score of what was set up by Jimmy Garoppolo, just throwing a really bad pass, you know, really bad. pass. Yeah. Like a, a really bad pass. And like, without that, I would say it's a fair question 
do the Cowboys even get another touchdown without the short field with how that game was going and how much the Niners offensive or defensive line was dominating and even on their just their zone defense obviously the Niners aren't going to put their corners in a bunch of man situations uh because they're just not good enough and you got Cooper and you got CD on the other side and it's like that's probably done for most teams and uh, their their zone defenders were were on point again attention to detail just like how do we pass things off how do we close down the gaps where's the weakness in our zone and how do we how do we rally to the ball how do we tackle well and and all that stuff was in favor of the Niners and for them to only win by seven I guess you'd be like yeah the Cowboys probably are they should be kicking themselves because it was it was ultimately a failure of a season for them like they're they should not have their expectation is not just into the playoffs. Their expectation should be winning a round or winning two rounds. You get to the conference championship, see what, see what can happen from there. And after the deck and what was the toe injury or whatever earlier in the season, there was, was a toe just, and there was and, a talk of a shoulder, but the toe, I think if I missed a game, there's splits from before that to after that, that the offense just started suffering and the defense was, opportunistic i would say more than it was truly great you know with with trayvon and micah really just making big plays a lot but against the niners team that doesn't throw the ball outside that gets the ball out of jimmy's hands quick you're boom neutralizing in some ways the two best things that the cowboys defense does and and you get what you got well since you were more right than us, or maybe since you can tell the future, we're going to do a midterm looking at this upcoming divisional round weekend sponsored by my bookie, as every midterm is. Speaking of the future, cryptocurrency is the future, so don't get left in the past. Bet with my bookie, and you can get in the game now. To get kickstarted with your crypto, use promo code FNSports. Double your first crypto deposit on my bookie up to a thousand US dollars. The best part is my bookie accepts well known cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum. I don't I don't act like I know these things. It is Ethereum, you're right. (laughs) So you can bet and withdraw with crypto. Clearly, I should not be betting on my own picks with any kind of currency, much less one that I don't understand. This weekend, the Chiefs are favored by two and a half points. Take Patty Mahomes and Kansas City to win at home. Don't miss out. Double your first spot up to a thousand US dollars by using promo code FN Sports. Head to my bookie today. Place your bets and watch football this weekend. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. So the marquee game of the weekend, Ryan, is the Kansas City Chiefs two and a half points at home. Uh, so I propose to you the way we do these midterms is the thesis reads: Kansas City will beat Buffalo by more than two points you hear that and you think what kind of grade i'm gonna go with a b minus so i was also thinking like a b i'm not totally sold but two and a half points is just so little so let's let's break it down for a second all right ryan you were sounded even less sold than i i will say that I feel like I'm giving you bad luck because all my misses and now we're about in the same grade on this. Why do you think, why'd you give the idea of the chiefs winning by more than two points just to be minus? Because I'm not sold on it. I think, I do think the bills are really good. Like I said, I've, I've watched them every game this year. And while they've had some up and down games, obviously like that Jaguars game comes to mind that they, <laughs> that they lost. It's pretty crazy. They had some, some huge, I mean, they went into Arrowhead already and 
beat the crap out of the the Chiefs. They just demolished the Patriots' defense twice in I think three or four weeks, and. After the quote-unquote embarrassment or whatever that one reporter used the post game from the first yeah. minute played, yeah. So <laughs> it's just like I I think the Bills are good. I mean, I was not a Josh Allen fan and at all, and he's clearly put to rest all the first two years of being one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. He's clearly, I mean, remarkable. He did have a little bit of regression on the turnovers this year, but it seemed like kind of a lot of people did. I mean, Mahomes also can you can say the same thing. With him. So it's just, I just don't feel that confident, but I guess I'm too scared to bet against Mahomes at home. And with, so that's, I mean, I, I, like you could have, you could have asked me, like, I think it started out at three, and I probably would have maybe leaned Chiefs or uh, Bills at that point. So that, I mean, that's why I'm giving it, giving it the B minus. I'm liking how the public is, is showing a lot of love to the bills, betting it down a little bit, getting it at, an, at a maybe a little better number than I would like. So what's interesting here is that I don't know that my grade would have been different for three. When you're talking about a field goal or less, it's not quite a pick em, I guess, but I really do feel like at that point, I'm just picking if it's under a field goal, what team I think is going to win. I will say if you're into the points and this is such a small, narrow margin, right? There are they are both teams that put up weird scores, right? The score gami type scores. Kansas City has a game of 48 this year, a 36, a 22, a 19. Buffalo has their own, like a 29, a 26, a 16. Like you really you really with two point conversions and field goals here and big touchdowns there and those kinds of things could get some odd scores as opposed to the traditional stuff where it's like 28, 24, that's a four point game or or whatever, right? So I guess I could get weaseled out there. I probably still would have picked Kansas City at three. And I know that I'm, I've been wrong on these a lot, but I really look at it as, like you said, like at the end of the day, as much as Patrick Mahomes, as a, much as Josh Allen has grown up, Patrick Mahomes is just kind of that guy. And he had a really rough start to the season, right? Like, I think there was this moment like week four or five where like, oh, are the, are the chiefs done already? Like, was that, was it that short lived? And like, they've then they won. Since then. What's up? They've lost one time since they were three and four. <laughs> right. Just and saying. then Just <laughs> they went on and like, like I said, they lost one time. They, they won an overtime, I guess, against the Chargers. And but like, then they won the AFC, right? Was it week? Yeah, week five. They were two and three, and I'm like, oh man, they barely beat the Browns, and they're two and three, and they really could be one and four. And I was like, oh, oh, they're they're still the Chiefs, like, like they're, they're still. And so, um, there's there's got to be some sort of Super Bowl hangover from being in several Super Bowls in a row or playing deep in the season a couple years in a row, and. I just think they're good. I, I I could go down the list of weapons. It's again, this would be if they made the Super Bowl, this would be the third Super Bowl in a row. If they made the AFC Championship game, this would be a third AFC Championship game, fourth AFC Championship game in a row. We we know Kelsey. We know who Tyreek Hill is. Like I don't need to go down up and down the roster too terribly much, but they've just got so many weapons. But you are more hesitant than me, and you watch a lot of Bills football, and so tell me what I'm missing here. Why 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 should I be more hesitant? Bills defense is very good. Some of the worries that I would have with the Bills defense, mainly being they have a uh, smallish front seven where a team could really lean on them. And like we we did see in really in the, in both the Patriots matchups before last week, they were able to run the ball effectively with the power running game with, you know, bigger personnel and just wear down the Bills. The Chiefs run game is not that the Chiefs run game is RPOs, zones, lateral, you know, trying to get outside and stuff like that. It's not running 
power and counter. And even though they have run more counter, they're not a, a power running team in that same way. Or like you might watch the Patriots or the Niners run certain things. And, and so because of that, I, I like that matchup a little bit better. They're, their secondary, even minus Trey White, is is very good. Um, maybe it's me coaching safeties a lot. Maybe it's me playing a little bit safety. But when you got two safeties like Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde that are good, you know, they're not, they're no one's ever going to say they're two of the very very best, but they're very very good. Longtime starters have played a lot together, and there was something earlier in the, in a Bills game this year that I was listening to uh, where they said like we're not even like install happens so fast for us now in camp because we've been with each other that we're all we're talking about is the next level stuff of like, what are our adjustments to this? And what are our adjustments to that? And against a team similar, like the chiefs on offense where they're kind of doing the same thing is I think that does, that does help. And two guys in the back that you can trust to see everything and make these checks and make these call outs and help people get in the right position. Um, you know, remember tendencies, so on and so forth. So, so because of that, I, I do think the bill's, defense matches up well against that chiefs offense and then on the flip side you know i mean it comes down to quarterback first and foremost and they have they have one of those dudes and that chiefs defense is still i mean obviously it's not as bad as it was at the beginning of the year when they played earlier this year chris jones didn't play huge difference maker like massive difference maker we've seen that all year uh, Sorensen is playing less too, but still, I mean, <laughs> the the Bills the Bills offense when when you can roll out at the receiver position, Diggs, Beasley, Gabriel Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, and Dawson Knox and Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, I don't care who I don't care who the defense is. You're you got to come up with some some good plans to uh, to stop them. They've been running the ball better as well, kind of like the, what the Chiefs did. They actually kind of had pretty similar problems where both all of a sudden face these defenses that just were like, you know what? We're going to cut out all the big plays against us. We are going to sit back. We're going to dare you to run the ball because we know you don't want to, you know, we know you want the ball in the quarterback's hands and both teams took a while adjusting to the, those mentalities from the defenses. And now they're both hitting their strides in different ways. Chiefs are, are running the ball way more effectively at the end of the year. And the Bills have started using Josh Allen more in the run game. And uh, last I checked, the guy who's 6'5 and 250 pounds with that type of athleticism running around and a cannon yeah. on his arm, it, it, makes it, it makes an offense run pretty well. So, Yeah, I, I also think it's interesting you mentioned like uh, the safety, uh, just in taking it back, back, you mentioned the safety play out of Buffalo a moment ago. Travis Kelsey is this like unique once in a lifetime weapon, right? consistently over a thousand yards receiving as a tight end at this point it's just like i forget the exact amount of years in a row it is but it's unheard it's of eight maybe yeah and like and that. frankly didn't have it's alex smith or patrick mahomes it, he's just going to catch footballs if you're going to take that away you're gonna do with safeties right like like mm-hmm. and if your safeties are on the same page they're gonna like you know bracket him or whatever i i will say that that's in their in their favor i i I feel like in my head, the defense has figured itself out in Kansas City uh, schematically. I will say that in the first matchup, uh, Buffalo hung 38 on them, so they sure better have. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Which, um, granted, granted, one of them was what was really plaguing the Chiefs earlier this year. Ball off the receiver's hands, pick six. I think it was Hyde who had it. And that, that really kind of broke the camel's back. The first half was was a close was a close game, even though with the Bills kind of in hand but yeah they they better they better fix 
fix some stuff up. Cause that second half, the bills were, were doing whatever they wanted. Offense, defense didn't matter. Yeah. And, and I just like, I, I disassociate this chiefs team from that chiefs team, but I will say that people are listening to this, like Parker, the hell are you thinking? They played this game and lost by 18 and yeah, the chiefs got better, but so did the bills. You see how much better they got between Patriots games or, or whatever, you know? And so maybe I am crazy if I were going to hedge my bets this weekend because I'm crazy on this Bills-Chiefs game, one thing I think is fascinating is we mentioned to, at the top of the show, last weekend felt like a weekend of bad football. This weekend, like the closest games last weekend were two different games were decided by a touchdown, right? If I'm wrong, yeah. uh, seven points each. The biggest spread this weekend is six points, uh, according to my bookie, right? And so, you know, we could talk Rams-Bucks, we could talk Bengals-Titans, we could talk Niners-Packers. If you were going to hedge or potentially double i'm not going to say parlay because that gets into all kinds of walking into your money but if you were going to be like man i can't just hang all my you know put all my eggs in this chiefs bills basket which game do you think you'd look at as another one to like really dissect for the weekend so uh, i initially wanted to say that niners packers game especially because it's been bet up to six and that's a little bit nicer than the five and a half i think it opened up at but i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna roll with uh the Bengals at the Titans, that three and a half. And I just haven't believed in the Titans all year. And <laughs> I like the I like the I like the the extra half point that that you would get as a if betting on the Bengals there. You know, I think the the it factor, if we're if we're talking it factors, Burroughs seems to have it. And uh and they got Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd and Mixon and Uzoma, and I think that offense can do enough to either keep it close or whatever uh, whatever gambler loves to see a nice little backdoor cover, you know, a nice, a nice little late touchdown to get it within three. <laughs> well, and and what I will say here, so folks listening to the show for a long time now know my old co-host Shaka loved Joe Burrow, and I contended that Vince Young was better, and that was basically the crux of one big argument one time on the show. Call me a homer. But what I will say on that is my biggest thing with Joe Burrow in college was that he was surrounded by talent. Like that team at LSU was just a team full of all pros. And that that really like the quarterback's always going to look good in that situation. And my argument was like, how realistic is it that in the pros, he's going to have a roster that's like got the same kind of talent gap? Oh, the issue is they just did them. that. <laughs> yeah, the issue is they just did that. That 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 my that was I thought it was unlikely that, that would ever happen, and they just did that. That was their solution. I was like, oh, I, I would say T Higgins is a nice uh, <laughs> proxy for Justin Jefferson. Not quite as good, but pretty good when you're going. And NFL. They, they literally got Jamar Chase. <laughs> like yeah. like the solution was, oh, he's really good with a bunch of talent around him. Let's just put a bunch of talent around him. Like and oh, duh, of course. So. I, I don't actually feel like I'm wronged on Joe Burrow, although Shaka texts me regularly that I was. And he texted me when the Bengals won did the thing. Oh, this is a text message about the Bengals winning, winning a playoff game. It's the first time this ever been happened. Da, da, da. Are you ready to admit you were wrong? And I was like, no, I don't think I was wrong here. <laughs> like like he, he has tremendous weapons and talent around him, and he, he finds things. I'm not, not even going to get into like the whistle of that, of that play. With that said... I think in this one, and this may be loser Parker better. Derrick Henry practiced today. Derrick Henry went at broke his foot in like week eight something and finished the season like ninth in rushing yards. Finished the season. Like, he hadn't rushed 
in half a year. <laughs> um, I, I just feel like, I feel like that's a, a recipe for success in the playoffs. And if he's really going to go, I, I think I'm going to put my money in Tennessee there. Um, I, they're at home. Tannehill has a lot less to do when you have Derrick Henry back there. They obviously thought they were improving their receiving core coming into the year. And maybe it looks better this weekend than it did over the course of the year. But I, I like the Titans. I, I, I like watching Derrick Henry turn into video game uh, Bo Jackson and run through people's faces. I think that that's going to be a fun, a fun way to go about it. What are you not? Do you not think Derrick Henry is really back, or do you not care if he's really back? What's your what's your what's your feel there? I I should have looked this up before I'm doing it right in the moment, but I want to read you the stat line of one Derrick Henry last season in the first round of the playoffs: uh, 18 carries, 40 yards. So, uh, and he was playing all season. He was playing all season. So, uh, just just wanted to, just want to throw that out there. Yeah, it, it does it worry me a little bit that he I think he started practicing week 18 Wednesday. So that first day of practice week 18. So basically two weeks ago from today when we're recording was his first day back of practice. Um, I know they were they put out some uh, tape yesterday of him like running through bags or something. And I'm like, like, oh, Derrick Henry going hard. I'm like, guys, it's freaking practice. Like, come on. Like, you don't you don't need to, to, to try and say anything more. Yeah, I am a little bit bit worried. I mean. He's he's got a lot of weight that he puts on that foot, you know. One, I guess, and maybe maybe people can call me a hater, but I guess one of the things where I was never maybe as huge on the Derrick Henry bandwagon as other people might have been, even though admittedly very fun to watch, is he can be kind of boomer bust sometimes, and he sometimes his huge rushing totals were were buoyed by busting off huge sixty five yard runs, which don't get me wrong, very important, but. In, in a one-game sample that this is coming down to now is if it's the wrong day where the offensive line just isn't quite clicking as much and he's not able to find those creases, it it could, you know, turn – I'm not necessarily say ugly, but it could turn ugly enough that I, the Bengals only lose by three. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, so, yeah, a, a little bit there. The, the Titans defense is solid, but like, I'm not like feeling like too, too great about them. It'll be interesting. I think AJ Brown is, is fully back, but like you said, with the receivers, Julio just didn't pan out and, and it might just be, you know, injury time, you know, c- catching up with him. But if, if that's the case, can the Bengals swing enough, enough coverage towards AJ Brown that it will, limit what I think all of us think Tannehill is a definitely a much better quarterback than he was in in Miami Um, a guy that can play really well but generally that really well is when things are on schedule and the play action game is working and he's getting those singled outside coverages and and then his you know freak at receiver gets to do his thing and all of a sudden make huge plays and so that that's just kind of I guess where I fall don't get me wrong. I don't really feel great about any of these picks this week. I'm like, man, Vegas, you're, you're really doing a number on us, but I, I guess that's why I would go. I just, uh, that, that half point, that half point on the three is, is nice. And Hey, if somebody can find it and it's a, uh, if it gets to four, I would definitely take that for sure. <laughs> so you would take it at four. So three and a half is what makes it fun. Mm-hmm. Um, 
again, this weekend looks to be a much better weekend of football, right? It is the biggest spread on my bookie as we're reading it right now is a six point spread with the Niners and Packers. And frankly, that's the kind of thing where like the reason I see it at six is because Rogers is at home. Uh, Rogers kind of has a thing against the Niners dating back to his draft day. There's always the story. They'll play that three or four times in the course of the game. But then perhaps more importantly is if the Packers go up two scores, the way the Niners play football, it's kind of like if we can't hit George Kittle over the middle for a big one, I don't know how they catch up fast. Right. And and I could see that being a problem there. It, it should be a fun weekend of football. Ryan, if if you're on Twitter and you're listening to people come back and tell us how wrong Maybe I was on the Titans. Um, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Thoughts of R two because I can't do a little symbol for R squared. But yeah, it, you can you can yell at me. Um, I would say don't uh, d- use your own brain. Be an independent thinker. I think is the invoke term right now. And I, I think the guy in Green Bay would actually agree with me on, the, on that one. So so be an independent thinker. Think for yourself. Maybe take some things that we said. Um, but when it comes down to winning and losing money, it's it's your fault one way or the other, not mine. So, but if, if you do want, if you do want to yell at me and, and give me some grief, you can, I'll, I'll, I'll accept it. Well, we didn't touch, you talking about like being, we didn't touch the Tampa Bay versus Matt Stafford game at all. And I think that that's because I think I've gotten that one wrong for 10 years. Uh- <laughs> I, I will say also, speaking of, of shameless self-promotion, uh, my podcast, the coastal connection, we will be doing our divisional week, playoff uh podcast tomorrow night so that'll be on your airwaves on spotify and apple uh or itunes i guess it would be apple podcast on on friday morning so um we will we'll go even more in depth breaking down the game we'll go through each matchup so if you want maybe a little bit more and maybe my co-host make better predictions <laughs> and and bring better pieces then, then you can uh you can listen to that and and then if they make it lose for you blame them <laughs> what I like about the Coast Connection is it's three football coaches talking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's football coaches talking ball. And so you can actually get a breakdown on like what schematically is happening. And so I think that that's an important read there. If you want to yell at me about my awful takes now, I'm wrong every week. I don't know why you wouldn't have learned to just fade me at this point. But you can find me at Painsworth512. It's P-A-I-N-S-A-B-R-T-H 512 on Twitter and Instagram. As always, this show is available on instagram at f underscore n underscore sports uh and on twitter we're at fn sports 2 that's f-i-n-s-p-o-r-t-s number two all one word through those links in the social media handles you can find things to our different sponsors like yeti uh, the beard struggle obviously my bookie as well as our merch store you can find various things to help out charitable causes brian you got any last words for the people enjoy football man there's only there's only <laughs> one uh there's only one more weekend where we get it on saturday and sunday in, enjoy the games there's going to be some fun stuff in the end that's that's mostly what matters to me right there you go uh, put money on everyone and just enjoy it always <laughs> <laughs> or do like a spread a spread pool and a winner's pool and maybe you'll be able to hedge your bets that way you know there, there's lots of ways to go about this for sure for sure uh be sure if you're listening to like subscribe rate review wherever you listen to the podcast as well as maybe one or two or three other places and whatever you do when it comes to sports don't flunk with us later guys
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Ready? 